And we're live. Hey. Welcome hey. back. Hey. Yo. What's up, guys? How's your last week been? How was your weekends? I had Thanksgiving here, and I had some oh, visitors right. for a couple days, too. Right. Happy yeah, Canadian Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. What did you guys do for the holiday? Went to my sister's place. Nice. We just had ours here. Big feast? Yeah. Yes. Good size feast. Uh, Your turkey or like ham? Or both? Turkey. I, I I like ham more, but it was turkey for the event. So okay. I don't like turkey at all. We had chicken. Sure. I think our family saves ham specifically for Christmas. I That's do a, like I a good see. ham, actually. That's true. Yeah, my problem is turkey gets like dry pretty easily. And as someone mm -hmm. who's not really a fan of gravy, there's not a lot of other options. I end up putting like hot sauce on it. Um, oh, sure. If I yeah. can control that. If I'm at someone else's place, they rarely will break out the hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, I've never tried like a brined turkey or any like special way to do a turkey. Really? I, I guess I've had a fried turkey before and that was a eh. that was fine, I guess. But OK. I don't like turkey, so I don't seek it out. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, I was in Portland, like I mentioned last time. I had the unfortunate mishap of getting my flight, the takeoff and landing times confused. So I oh, pretty shit. much showed up at the airport as it was leaving. Oh, so we no. had to each drop another $300 to buy a plane ticket for an hour later. <sighs> So that was a great Lame. start to the vacation. That was a bummer. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but Portland was good. We went to the amusement park there called something Oaks. I don't thousand Oaks. I don't think that might, cause that sounds like a retirement home, but <laughs> Oaks, I know Oaks is in the name of their theme park or the amusement park. Cause they were doing like Halloween stuff. Mm. So mm. they had like three haunted houses set up and we did that. And oh boy, I didn't have fun. <laughs> oh no, because you hate his scary shit. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> but uh, so funny. everyone else in the group wanted to do it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be brave. Jeez. <laughs> and so, and here was the really annoying part is, so what they do is they set it up so that you can't see what's in the next room. And they also tell you like, if you don't touch the actors, they won't touch you, which is fine because I'm not going to touch anyone. <laughs> Uh -huh, so, yeah, um, so but they set it up in kind of in like room after room after room or hallway into room into hallway into room. And each time you're about to enter a room, they've they have some kind of curtain or something so that you can't see what what you're about to step into until you're into it. Right. You can't like look okay. ahead. Yeah. Uh -huh. So I was like, I'm not going first. I am not going to be in front of the line because we're all we all kind of have to go through it single file. So I was usually. So there was 300 houses. The first one, I was second. And then the second and third, I was uh, fourth. <clears throat> what they kind of do is they wait for the whole group to kind of get into the room before they do the jump scare. So actually, if you're in front, it's not that scary. If you're second or fourth, they kind of target you because the whole <laughs> group has gotten in at that point. <laughs> um. Right. So I definitely learned that and that sucked. Um, <clears throat> I was trying to think, what were the themes? The first one was themed as like 80s horror movies. So they had like Freddy Krueger okay. and stuff like that. Sure. The second one. Uh, the lady didn't know what the theme was. We thought we thought it might have been like America because the first room just had a bunch of guns on the wall. <laughs> and later <laughs> okay. on in one of the rooms somebody was like crying and screaming at us because they couldn't afford they couldn't afford a new kidney or something like that i was like it's gotta be america this is, i was like yeah this is the healthcare of america absolutely uh so yeah. we think it was america and the third one was <laughs> really hospital funny. themed okay uh, which yeah, was sure. definitely gross um yeah uh but yeah no that was no fun um I honestly, my favorite part was waiting in line to get into it uh, because no mm -hmm. one was scaring me then. Um, and then you have to do like you have to survive three minutes of the haunted house. And that's the worst part. They did stuff where like the floor would drop like 
you know, only like two inches or whatever. Yeah. That was scary. I really hated it when the actors would like follow us for a bit creepily because it's like, just just scream at me. Just get it over with. Stop following me, lady. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, that sounds so like a that. nightmare. So, yeah. That, well, I mean, I guess if you, my, the rest of my group really enjoyed it, but they like scary things and whatnot. So so I voluntarily paid money for that. So that was something. Sick. Um, but the weather was good until the last day. Then it rained a bunch, so we couldn't do one of our hike days. Mm. Uh, we The first day was actually pretty fun. We did a hike that was called like the Trail of Ten Waterfalls. And you even get to go behind a lot of the waterfalls. However, we only <gasps> found nine waterfalls. So like, what's up with that? How many treasures did you find, though? There's one behind nope. every waterfall, right? <laughs> That's hopeful. Was there a chest? Yeah. Yeah. Was no, there wasn't. Um, oh. And weirdly enough, the map that we had actually said there was 11 waterfalls. So like, I missed, where's those other two waterfalls? That's, you know, what's going on? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, someone's saying maybe the 10th one had the treasure, and that's why, you know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, we Makes did sense. do one hike up up top of, not the very top of Mount Hood, but up on Mount Hood that I didn't know about this until afterwards, but the lodge that you park your car at is the hotel from The Shining. Okay. Oh. Cool. And I did not I did not realize that until afterwards, and I was just kind of reading about some stuff around, and I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me about this? I would have, like, looked around a bit, and she's like, I thought you knew. And I was like, no, we didn't talk about this once. Why did you think I knew this? Um, anyways, good time. That was That was my last weekend. Cool. Uh, but if nothing happened to you guys, then maybe we should talk about some video game stuff because this is the top down perspective for October 12th. And I'm Sean Booker. Mm-hmm. I'm Paul Fleck. John Wheeler. All right, John, what have you been playing? All right. In my downtime, <coughs> not all that much because I had visitors. I had friends visiting from out of town for a couple days. They left today. Sure. Uh, but on stream, we played Pac-Man <coughs> we played Pac-Man 99 as it was the last day for the game to be right. online on <coughs> Sunday. Oh, right. Yeah. Did you buy the like offline version? The, like, oh, I, I had that a long time ago. Like, yeah. I, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I like because if you get it, you can do private lobbies. And I was playing private lobbies with my viewers back when the game was new. Right. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. But we were like, well, let's be one of the last people to stream this game as it like goes out. So that's what we were doing. And then we played like F-099, a bunch of other stuff. But like that one, I figured was worth noting because of what happened. Yeah. Was there any like visible uptick in players because they were all trying to get in? Oh, yeah. I don't even know if you could tell. How, would, how do you tell that? Like Twitch viewers? Like, I don't know, like, I, I never struggled to get a lobby, basically. Okay. Apparently right. people were saying, like, they could struggle to get lobbies. Like, we had, like, one or two rounds with computer players, but, like, mostly it was clear. Okay, cool. I never liked that game that much. Like, I played <laughs> a bunch of it when it came out, but it's, it's the weakest. It's okay, but it's the weakest of the 99s. Easily, yeah. Okay. And which sucks because you'd think the idea itself was solid, but the fact that it's, yeah. like, so random in certain points is what really messes it up. Yeah. Agreed. You guys remember Pac-Man 256? Yes, yeah. I do. The one that was kind of like Crossy Road-ish in, in terms Wasn't of... Wasn't it the Crossy Road devs? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's been a long time since I thought about that game. Yeah. That that got a home version. If you buy that Pac-Man Museum Plus collection, it's in there. So you can play it on Switch and a couple other consoles. Yeah, I think I even okay. played it That's on cool. Xbox. Like, I think it always had a home version. Unless I'm... It's been a while, so I could be misremembering, but... Mm. Hmm. yeah so play play that it went offline at like 9 p.m our time or like okay so yeah, like i think it was like 9 p.m mountain time it Eastern? went down okay mm. it was based off like 8 p.m pacific it was a really weird time for it oh okay uh so later that stream we also played the new shredders revenge dlc which was interesting so uh this is the ninja trolls game that came out like last year it's really good it got dlc paid dlc uh, that's essentially a roguelike version where you get thrown into uh, a survival mode gauntlet, but you get to choose like how difficult the next room is, and that decides which power-ups you get for certain rooms and stuff like that. 
You can oh, get okay. powers where you turn into bosses from the main game. Uh, you unlock new stats for your character, so you get like more extra lives and stuff like that. A new move, moves, new meter, etc. You get new costumes, which are all themed around like the comics, the the shows, etc. The the Game Boy game has a skin specifically, so you can just play as like a Game Boy palette. Uh, it's neat actually, and it's up to six players. So we played four player on wow, stream right. for a while and tried to do our best with that. Came with two new characters too. It came with Karai and it came with uh Usagi Yojimbo, however you say his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which so, one's Karai? Who's Karai? Karai is like Shredder's granddaughter. She's that, she wasn't really she in the guy? show, but she was in basically everything else. She wasn't in like the '80s show anyway. Uh, no, bad guy. Okay. Sometimes good, it but usually bad. Okay. That was a lot of fun. The net code was really smooth with four players, really enough. I remember it being worse. Cool. But That's uh, good. no, I had a fun, good time with it. I mean, and I remember it running pretty nicely, even with six players when it first came out. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's all I've been playing, cool. basically. All right, Paul. All right, Baldur's Gate 3 is done. It's wrapped. You're free. You're free. Well, I'm free from that prison. (laughs) I'm free from that. Now you get to start Uh, playing this Falls games. No, I still got it. So I'm playing. You still got summer games to go through. Yeah, I'm still going through them. But uh, Baldur's Gate 3, that ending is fantastic. It is so good. Uh, That game is broken as fuck in the last, like, act it's so crazy how many bugs and garbage some of that shit is, but it's still incredibly well. That game the whole way through is incredibly well written, voice acted, all of that stuff. It's so good. Like that's that's great to hear. One of that's one of the games of the year <laughs> for sure. That's so good. Uh, but yeah, I'm playing Final Fantasy 16 now. I, I started that back up this week. Uh, the first session was the Titan fight proper. And that fight is stupid as fuck in the way you want a big fight to be. From is this, like a is this against rap. the rock guy? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was like a, a pretty cool moment for sure. I think uh, it's going to be the moment people remember from that game. <laughs> like one of them anyway. Maybe. There's a Personally, few. But. There's a cooler fight later on. And I like oh, and I, I yeah, remember even sure. tweeting about the Titan fight. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a cooler <clears throat> fight later on. So that you have more to look forward to. That Titan fight is so stupid. It's so dumb. It's really, it's definitely really good. like the first of like, oh, this is a Sura's Wrath 2. It is oh, a Sura's Wrath. This okay, game is. Got that's it. all yeah, this yeah, is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but that was fun to come back into. And then it slows way down after that again. And you're just like, wow, I'm doing a lot of talking to people about stuff that they didn't have to make me talk to them about. We could have just kept going with cool things but all right it reminded me that like that game is very much peaks of a lot of really cool shit happening and then valleys of a lot of just exposition nothing but exposition yeah just kind of which is fine uninteresting environments yeah have you gotten to the part where the sky gets like covered in ash uh i don't think so okay that's probably coming up soon because i think i'm building or built like a sky like an airship or whatever. Yeah, you don't get to fly around if that's what you were hoping for. No, I'm not. Um, yeah, no, I figured. Honestly, um, there there is a you would have known, but there's a like the second half of that game for story reasons that I cannot remember. The sky gets like covered in ash, which is so it's such a weird design choice because the re- that second half of the game is just ugly. They're just like, what if everything mm. was kind of grayish now? And it's like, why would you what? That How must be do coming this? up then, because I'm definitely probably at the halfway point. Like, that Titan fight, I've been told, is roughly the halfway point after that. So, that that makes sense. That's probably going to happen pretty soon. It definitely seems like another big thing is about to happen pretty soon. So, we'll see. We'll see how cool. that goes. Weird, uh, weird pace change, though, from a slow tactics game to just like button mashing all your abilities as they come on cool down Asura's Wrath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then another jump in weird quality is I went back to Sonic Frontiers because they had their final update. Oh, okay. I've heard very mixed things about this final update. 
It's fucking garbage. I hate it. And I'll tell you why. Because you're talking you about the full three- game, right? <laughs> it's because you play in this DLC or this update as the three different characters. And each one of them has a different gimmick that controls differently. So every time it's like starting that game fresh all over again and learning how to move around that world just for a little bit. And it's infuriating to me. There's three characters um, in that game. Yeah. Tails, well, Knuckles, four and Amy. Now, total. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Amy has a double jump that when you hit it again, goes into a third jump and a glide that you can do. And that's fine. Like that's actually probably one of the best things because it's just a, you can get up higher easy and you can, um, just float around and kind of like see where you're going a little bit better. And knuckles get the glide. So knuckles has apparently, a glide. Apparently glide sucks. Everyone was knuckles, complaining about it. Knuckles glide is forward momentum with bad turn radius. So Amy's is literally just what you would think. You hit the button three times and hold it and then you're just gliding. You can move freely. Knuckles is you are going fucking forward and you can barely turn left and right. So is, is Amy's more of like a float? Yes. Ex- okay, that's a better way okay. to put it. Yes. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Is it like because she has a dress and it's like Princess Peach style? No, it's uh, she has cards that she uses. Uh, she's Gambit, huh. essentially. She uses tarot cards, yeah. I don't remember yeah. that from Who Murdered Sonic the Hedgehog. That's like a weird <laughs> lore thing that they kind of only pull from every now and then. But uh, yeah, she has tarot cards that she does readings of and like they're weapons, yeah. I guess, in, in this one. Yeah, she doesn't have her hammer right away. You have to unlock that. In fact, you know that basic move where you make a light thing around the ground, the psi loop, so that you can like interact with the world proper and get like rings easily? You have to unlock that for every one of them. And it's so frustrating to be like, I finished your fucking game, and now on your final update, I have to unlock this thing three times (laughs) again? The basic-ass thing? What are you doing? That that is weird because you would think like the final update would almost be like a celebration. Like let's have a whole You'd lot think, of fun. Yeah. And this sounds like yeah. it's three like real quick slap in the face. Like kind of. So the way they all control is completely different. Uh, they're fine once you start getting used to them a little bit. But then the things that they ask you to do are kind of like really difficult in a way that game isn't platforming wise so if you thought like the platforming was bad before maybe just yeah. don't do play this because <laughs> that's some <laughs> stuff they ask you to do is like one of the, so one of them is like a ghost fight or whatever and for people who don't remember which is probably a lot of people because this game came out a while back now um to damage a ghost you have to break their tether to their like statue totem thing or whatever by doing a side loop around it And then they move to another one. Each one of their totems is in a different fucked up place from the last one that you have to do like a double jump glide cancel into something else to get to. And you are dying the whole time because the ghost slowly drains away health from you the whole time that you're fighting against it. Like there's just design decisions in this that are just like, hey, thanks for playing our game. Fuck you. (laughs) Like, I, don't know, I don't know why I mean, they made hey, some of these decisions. That's, that's how I would describe all Sonic. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't it's and it has that problem that I felt um, Spectre Knight didn't have this as much. Plague Knight had it for Shovel Knight. But when you introduce different mechanics and new things into a world that was designed around another one there's always some jankiness to it and i think there's a lot of jank to this where it's like it's the same kind of idea it's a different island but like this game was definitely designed for you to go fast on the like rails and like jump between rails and go through loops and stuff like that so now this is very much with these characters i have to run around on a wall and then jump to another wall to grab onto it like it's platformy stuff that just doesn't feel right in this game to me i don't know it's i think it's fine as a free thing to like play around with but i i don't think i'm gonna go back to it i really didn't enjoy my time with it i did see i did want to see each character at least so i played through their like intro part or whatever i think amy plays the best out of the new ones and she is the first one you play as knuckles 
by far feels the worst in like every metric, which sucks. Uh, and Tails is just lackluster. I don't know. There's he can just like stay in the air longer is kind of the thing. But even he can't stay in the air forever. He eventually will fall as well. So I don't know. And, you know, I, you don't have to go back like you deserve nice things. I mean, yeah, I got that game's true ending. I beat the final boss that people said was hard. Like, I don't have to do anything. I kind of want to see, like, where that game goes, but I also know that YouTube exists, so yeah. I might just do that. <laughs> how, how is the new final boss, by the way? I don't know if you mentioned that earlier, but this is supposedly, I have no like, gives you a new final boss. Oh. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that far at all. I only saw, okay. like, the intro stuff. I didn't even get to back to Sonic stuff, because I'm pretty <clears> sure you go back to Sonic at some point. Yeah. And you can switch you, between them on the fly. You go, like, Super Sonic 2 or Hyper Sonic, whatever they call it in this one. Yeah. And then, like you fight a new boss that is the last boss of the game proper. It's not just the weird shmup that they did. Okay. I like the thing is, is I kind of just want to do that. I don't want to do the stuff leading up to that. Nope. So. You can't have fun. You got to do it that way. You got, you got to yeah. listen to, to Sony or to, to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I don't know. I still think that game overall is enjoyable. This is not like part of that. My opinion though, I think this is kind of bad. But again, it didn't cost me anything, and it's a thing that they just... It's just more content, which is fine. It can suck. That's fine. Uh, the last thing I did... Oh, another Crab's Treasure. So this is a Souls-like game where you play a... a uh, what the hell are they called? A hermit crab that takes up house in different shells and those shells are kind of like the basis of your shielding and powers in this game it is extremely adorable i came for the souls like thing like tag basically i like those games so i want to try this out that shell mechanic is fucking incredible it plays so cool where they have different items that you can use as your shell and uh, depending on that, they'll give you certain like buffs to your defense and health or whatever. But they also have like a skill associated with them that are all different. So some of them are like an extra heal. Some of them are like let your attacks are electric now or whatever. Um, and the cool thing about that is because the way the boss arenas are designed they can kind of design how you, they want you to fight that boss using those different mechanics laying around the arena so like there's I, it's hard to explain without playing it but there's one boss that is a like samurai guy uh samurai crab or lobster or something like that and his arena has a bunch of sushi shells that you can take up uh your home in or whatever which don't have very much defense, but what they are are an extra heal so that like you can continuously heal yourself if there's a problem or like that one of them is a bottle top topper, like a sriracha bottle topper or whatever um, yep. that okay. when it's special skill is you spin around really, really quickly on it or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I just think this game is super, super cool. I was really impressed. And for people that like Souls likes, I think this does something incredibly unique that uh, i can kind of want to see where they go with it this game's been coming out for a while like they've, yeah. they've been releasing trailers for it seems like years now um i think it's been at a couple uh like game events i've been to but i'm maybe i might be misremembering because why wouldn't i have played it then but anyway yeah no, i don't I've been think looking forward to it go ahead mm -hmm. oh i was gonna say i don't think it looks particularly like eye-catching like you need to play this sort of thing necessarily I, well, but, but, I, when but you, i've known about it and having an interest so that's why i'm kind of hesitating and wondering what, why didn't i like go out of my way to try and play it or something so i'm uh, that's my confusion but um hmm. just i think it, it's been somewhat recently they announced like some accessibility features did you follow any of this news i haven't no it's, it's funny because i guess and, and you know this kind of goes with the whole like you know, should Souls games have an easy mode? Oh, blah, blah, yeah. But and anyway, th they're putting an, an easy mode in it. If you wanted to turn the accessibility up to make it easier, you just unlock a gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I thought that was perfect. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, exactly. So if you're struggling, 
you just give the crab a gun and he'll take care of business. I do remember. He, I thought that was a joke. I do remember seeing like a tweet or something about that. I thought that was a gag. Okay, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. really good. Uh, I believe oh, it's coming another- to Game Pass. When it yes, does it eventually come out, it's coming out next year. I think it was supposed to be this year, next but it year. got delayed to next year. Yeah, and um, Agro Crab, the developer, was one of the first ones that was really in like the fuck Unity sort of uh, pool yeah, when that, that was, was happening. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad it worked out that they're able to release and everything next year. Uh, another mechanic that I thought was cool is it has this like like a hook shot sort of thing so that you can get around the environment at like grapple points or whatever. But that also, if you have, if you pick up uh, fishing hooks, you can use it to like hook onto an enemy and then struggle them down so that you can get a shitload of attacks in. And it works on bosses too. They're just harder to take down than normal enemies or whatever. And I thought that was really, really cool that I was having trouble with one of the bosses in the second area of the demo and then I found that mechanic and I was like, oh, sick, I'm going to try this out. And just like I would hook him, pull him down. And then while he staggered, just unleash a crazy combo from like my shell power or whatever. Then he would get back up, hook him again and just do that like three times. And it was like, oh, that made that fight like trivial. That is such a cool mechanic. Uh, it's not a thing that you can use like infinitely because the hooks get used up like it's consumables or whatever. But I thought that was also just a really cool thing that they added. I'm, I'm really nice. looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be one of the hits for next year. Is that it? That's it. I've been playing the new Forza Motorsport that came out this week. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I forgot about that. The like, you know, for at least from a name standpoint, the reboot. Um Yeah. Uh, I am definitely more of a Forza Horizon person. The The last one of the of the core Forza games, I think, came out in like 2017. They've had two Horizon games since the mo- since Forza. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for those who don't know, Horizon is more of an arcade racer, whereas Forza is more of like the simulation racer. Think your Gran Turismo's. Right. Um, and once again, it is just kind of reinforcing. I prefer the arcade racing over the simulation. Um, this obviously looks great. Um, and it plays fine. I think that some of the standouts include like just how easy it is to kind of get into some of the mechanics. Like if you want to to like dial things down and do tuning and stuff, it's in there. However, you can just hit like up like upgrade the car for me and they'll upgrade it as mm. much as possible for the like amount of credits you have and then you can just say, that. go so you don't even so you, you it's it's nice and easy if you want it that way or if you want to like tinker and stuff you can do that i don't want to tinker so after every race because you just like unlock new parts you can just say hey upgrade this for me let's go let's go ahead and that's pretty nice what i don't like and i don't remember this being in the last forza games is so these are on like actual like you know famous racing tracks like like always yeah <clears throat> whereas Horizon are in like made believe like hey we're having a party in Mexico so you're yeah. gonna just drive around a volcano and stuff like that they make you do a practice session before every race I guess oh, to dial what? in like hey you you want you got to take this seriously you need to get used to like how these turns are gonna work so that when you're actually on the mm. race you know exactly how to be like turning and braking and drifting around so you can get the best possible time at this section and it'll even it'll rank you on every segment and what a segment is can be between like it's like between two to five turns so every two to five turns it'll just like in the corner pop up saying on a on a scale of and i guess it goes from one decimal so i guess it's on a scale of a hundred It'll tell you how well wow. you did that segment. And that can, yeah. and that even includes, it's kind of hard for me to tell exactly what is ranking me on. Obviously, if you go off the track or bump someone, um, you're just going to get an automatic 1.0 out of, out of 10.0. But if you don't hit anyone, you can still knock at a perfect ranking. So I think it's basing it on how well you're taking the turns and how well you're keeping your speed up. It's hard, but it's real strict. Like there's an achievement for getting a 9.0 and then an achievement for getting a 10. I've gotten a nine once. 
I probably put about two to three hours in this game. I've gotten a 9.0 once. And that is the highest I've ever gotten. Usually I get like four to five and a halfs. Um, mm. So every two to three, two to five turns, they are ranking you. So it's, it's really about, about like dialing in, like learning these courses. But what that means is you do three laps of the track as a practice and then you get to actually race the track and the track has anywhere between so far I've seen <clears throat> like four to six laps. So you're doing mm-hmm. sometimes nine laps of this track before you get to move on to the next thing. And this is at least in the career mode that I'm playing through. And that is so boring. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. But also, I think that the people that really love the simulation racing, it probably that's what they come for. Right. It's like, give yeah, me all the, the laps I can do or whatever. I guess. Whereas I'm just like, I'm fine. Like they're on a track, so they're already kind of boring when you compare them to Forza Horizon. Yeah. That's OK. I'm not going to knock them against that. It's a of track course. I haven't yeah. seen before or, you know, I, I probably seen it, but it was in the past last Forza and I'm not memorizing these tracks. I'm not the guy from the Gran Turismo movie who has raced this a, th- a thousand times. Not um, yet. You not be. yet. Well, yeah. Stay stay tuned for the movie where I become a racer. Um, <laughs> but it's like, so I'm fine. Like, just let me race it and I'd like to move on to the next one. But no, it's like, no, we're going to make you race it like twice in a row and then you can move on. And it's like, I don't want to do that. Especially because this practice, at least the practice when you're you're getting like experience for your car, every car you are leveling up, every time they are ranking you on those segments is experience that goes towards your car level. So you're constantly mm. getting like a couple levels every time you do it. So so at least it's not just like completely useless outside right. of like, but you as a driver is getting better, which I could not give less of a shit about. <laughs> um, sure. So at least I'm yeah. getting something progression wise, but still like I, I would rather just do the race, move on to the next track, please. <laughs> like let, let the race be my practice. If I care that badly, I'll go do the race again. I'll hit retry. Like, I, please don't force me to do it every single time you have to do it. So what it does is, is it's like even the idea of like, okay, I'll go in and I'll get a couple races done. No, it's actually, you're going to get one race done because you're going to do a couple races worth of laps on one track. And by that point, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I, I don't want to play. That's my time with Forza. Thanks. You used it all up in one. <laughs> um, yeah. So, it, yeah. It, I definitely think it like, I, I agree with you. Uh, I had a friend back years and years ago that really loved Forza motorsports and like, Gran Turismo, not as much for whatever reason. And he was the type of guy to be like, all right, I got to get a few practice races in or whatever before I go for like my perfect lap or whatever. So he is the dude that's like, yeah, I don't want to go in cold for like a time trial. Like I need to do a practice and warm up on the the thing. Like he was definitely into the like min maxing of how to drive this car on this lap track thing. So I think it's just a completely different mindset than you and I have. Yeah. And I guess that the weird thing is, though, is like this game is so much like, hey, do you want to be serious about it or do you want to turn all the assists on? Do you want to turn all of the like penalties off? Do you want to turn the like opponent's car speed off and then increase it? Do you want to you can even choose where in like the starting grid you are and the further you put yourself back, the more credits you'll earn. Um, So it's like it's like really customizable for like how much of a challenge you want. But. So I it's it would seem like let me turn the practice one off. But no, for some reason, like they are sure. putting their foot down. You have to do it this way. And it's like it's just kind of odd. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I do totally understand that I'm on the forces, uh, the the horizon side. So it's a different mindset. Maybe this game is just not the game for me. And I th- and unfortunately, I yeah. think that's what's going to be the case is I'm just probably not going to play a ton of this Forza. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Apart from that, I can finally talk about um, the PlayStation Access controller. I got to go to yeah. PlayStation headquarters a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. This is their accessibility controller, and I got to get hands-on with that and try some games out with that. And the uh, embargo lifted this morning, actually, now that I think about it. Um, I think I was talking to Paul. I can't remember if John was around at the time afterwards um, just about my thoughts because I, you know, I couldn't talk publicly about it. But that thing is cool. It is obviously not for me (laughs) Um, as someone who is is not disabled. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, 
but it was cool. It was actually hard to use. And they kind of, you know, Sony talked to us saying like, this is, it's going to take probably like one to two weeks of an immersion period for anyone to kind of get used to the new controller setup. And this thing is unlike anything else. So it was actually kind of hard for me to like quickly get used to where I mapped things. But it's like a little mm. disc of buttons. There's a big button in the middle. There's an analog stick that like swivels in or um, can go further or closer to it. You can pair it with a dual sense. You can pair it with a second access controller. Um, so, for example, I was loading up like Horizon. I was using it with my right hand. So I had camera controls and then I was using the access controller for like character movement and, and being able to jump. Sure. Um all the little pant, the white little buttons come off and you can put different shaped buttons on there. You can, um, assign inputs to multiple buttons. If you want like the X button to show up on two different parts of the circle. Um, a cool thing is you can also assign multiple inputs to one button. So the example they gave us was okay. like clicking L and L three and R three at the same time, which is often like, you know, like your ultimate attack kind of, you can yeah. make that one button because that on its own, even even on a standard controller is is a weird like thing to do. Clicking the analog sure. stick is just yeah. kind of weird compared to a lot of other inputs. Sure. And then the one new thing that they had for this was something called toggle mode, which is basically the equivalent of like caps lock versus shift on a keyboard. So their example was, let's say you're playing Gran Turismo. You can put accelerate on a button and set that to toggle mode. So instead of having to hold down that button, you can just tap it and it will continuously hold that button down for you. If maybe mm-hmm. you're someone who struggles with like giving constant force at all times. And then, so if you're playing Gran Turismo, all you need to worry about at this point is braking and steering. Right. So one less kind of thing to deal with. So yeah, it's cool. Again, it's not for me. You know, knock on wood. <laughs> I'm very fortunate. Yeah. It's not for me, but it, it seems like, it, you know, hopefully it'll help some people out there. Um, oh, and one other cool thing that they showed off. I talked about this in the video I put together. The box that it comes in, the design of the box, it was also designed with accessibility in mind. You can open it up and get access to everything with one hand. Um, okay that's really cool yeah which is just kind of cool and it's not something i even really thought about until they like mentioned it and and we they they even like gave us like a packaged box of it so that we could do it and you know we filmed me opening with one hand and then there's nothing kind of underneath anything so it's just all laid out in front of you um so yeah it's a it's a cool thing and hopefully it'll help some other gamers out there get to play more games yeah that's really really cool Um, that's all I've been playing that I can talk about right now. So let's do some news. Just a real quick one off the top. John Mercatello is, uh, stepping down from Unity. Good. Fuck that Wow. I can't imagine why that would be happening. Yeah. He was the president. I think he's still staying as as an advisor, though. They're using him as a scapegoat. I thought he stepped down from, like, every step. There this, was a statement that where he will be advising on some things unofficially. He's a scapegoat for them to be like, see, we're fixing things. And that's fine because fuck that guy. I hate that guy. So, I mean, he also, when this stuff was happening just beforehand, sold a bunch of stock, um, then made these announcements. Oh, come um, on. Are you kidding me? That's oh, stupid. yeah, that was part of it. Um, that to be fair, he didn't sell all of his stock, but he did sell a few million sell. dollars worth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, the, the tweet here is John Rocatello retire as president, CEO, chairman, and a member of the company's board of directors effective immediately. But of course he is at a level of rich where he will have a golden parachute. So it does not even matter. Yep. Yep. No, for sure. Um, okay. In more exciting news. Uh, Sony announced the PlayStation five slim. They did this on my last day of my vacation, which was very annoying because <laughs> <laughs> I definitely had to sign on to Slack and like talk to people about this. <laughs> oh um, yeah, I'm sure in regards to, and like send some emails out to Pete contacts and stuff, <laughs> which if they had waited one more day, that would have been a lot nicer for me, but you know, that's my luck. Um, basically all the leaks that we saw, and heard about were true. It is a shorter, slightly smaller PS5. Uh, specifically, it is 30% smaller. And weight-wise, it is 18 and 24% lighter, depending on if you have the discless or disc 
version. There is still two versions of it coming. Mm-hmm. We saw that like kind of like opening that slit on the sides of it. That is also there so that you can detach the disk drive. So that rumor was also true. Or attach a disk drive that you purchased separately or later That's on great. if you got the diskless version. I love that. Um, That's great. Yeah. I won't be surprised if that becomes the norm from here on out. I think yeah. you're right, John. Yeah. I wouldn't like, why not? And, yeah. and you wouldn't even have to like mass produce it as much as the console and you would just pick it up if you need it. Like, yeah, I think I think you're right. For it's sure. great. Def- definitely cool. I don't I can't think of anything else where they've had something like this. Uh, on a, on a game console, like the option to do something like this. Um, the prices. So the disc version is staying at the same price of the these are American prices. I'm going off of still five hundred dollars. The discless version is getting a price increase, which is weird, of 50 bucks. Huh. I wonder why. That's weird. Because they yeah. want to make money. Yeah, I mean, it is <laughs> <Sure>. Sony, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and huh. then the, the separate disk drive is $80. So if you actually do, wow. at a later date, choose to, to up to, like, get that attachment, you're paying more than you would have. You're spending $130 more. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're spending $30. It's just more. $30. Yeah. Uh, is it just $30? Oh. Okay. It still sucks either way. Yeah. yeah. It's $500, $450, and then plus $80, so $530. Right. And then the Weird. other weird thing. So it comes with a, a, a like a kickstand or something. You can, you can set it up horizontally. If you look at the link I have here, it's like the last image. There's a tiny little nub thing, which I'm very curious what that actually looks like. If you want to set it up vertically, the vertical stand is sold separately. Something that was originally packaged with the launch PS5. They always do this. That vertical stand is 30 bucks. Oh my God, Sony. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious. So if you're looking at the horizontal kickstand thingy here, I guess yeah. I shouldn't call it a kickstand because that would imply that it can like fold in and out. And we don't know that it's just so small. Like it almost looks like a paperclip. <laughs> um, I wonder if that also works for the, the all digital edition, because in their picture, they're showing the disc one, which is clearly sitting on the disc tray, but the other one wouldn't sit like that so would it be at like an angle like a slight angle i don't know I, yeah no idea I, I got well hopefully i guess we'll find out when this this is coming out in november i don't think they have a specific date in november but it's got to be early to mid so that they can be in time for black friday down here mm-hmm. um the one nice thing other than like it's getting smaller is they're increasing the hard drive space. Actually, I'm not even gonna say this is a nice thing. The hard drive space before was 825. It's now one terabyte. So they are but barely increasing the hard drive space. They're giving you like another hundred. that the new Xbox is gonna have two terabytes in it? So it's like uh, bad. It's not even doing as good as Xbox is gonna do? Yeah, hey, they didn't do as good as Xbox did when they launched. Xbox, the Series X had one terabyte. Yes, you got me there. And after like all like the the operating system is in there, you only got like 600 of the actual usable space. I guess the other thing is you can put a new drive into a PS5 while you have to buy a specific uh, model for the for the, uh, the, Xbox, the, so. the spe- specific expansion port. Yeah, I mean, they have come out with sev- a couple other ones now, but you're all right. It was kind of locked to just that one, the Western digital ones. Um you do if you're going to put a, a hard drive in the PlayStation, you you have to buy that as well. But they were not as expensive for sure. And yeah, so that's about it. I'm glad that it's getting smaller because this is like the biggest console of all time. Um, but it is kind of weird that the prices are actually going up. This late into the generation and you're not actually getting much except for that hard drive space, I guess. Um, this gen's this, just been weird in general, right? Like, I'm not the only person yeah. who thinks this. This whole gen's been weird. For sure. It, yeah, it's definitely been odd. And I think that's just because of, you know, pandemic, then the supply chain stuff. Like, there's been a lot of weird things that the other generations didn't have to deal with. 
And one of the big three just saying like, hey, we'll also release stuff on PC and not worry just about console. Like, yeah, it's been a weird one for sure. Um, what was the last thing I was going to say? Lost it. Thanks. Yeah, no, <laughs> no problem. problem. Oh, I'm trying to, uh, some small things. They're removing the front USB port. It's now two USB-C ports. Yeah, that's about it. I was actually, this made me think when I, so when I was at Sony for the access controller event, they brought in, um, anyone who was interested to their, um, employee store where everything is like, you know, discounted to like as low as they can to sell to their employees and stuff. So there was like a ton of like cool PlayStation shirts and stuff. And I would have loved to have picked some stuff up, but the sizes they had was like small, extra small and like triple XL. So like all the good sizes Whoa. were just gone and. And they said, we got, yeah. we got a new shipment in, but I'm not putting them out until next week. But one thing that was cool is they had the, the color covers for a discount, mm. which I've always been excited about those, but they're like $50 and I'm not $50 excited. So yeah. they had them they're, there. They're still expensive for like 32. And I was like, okay, that's, that's the cheapest. Better. That's the, I was like, that's the cheapest I've ever seen. But then I was like, they're about to come out with a new PlayStation. So mm-hmm. I might, it, I could probably, I almost could see myself not needing the cover if I end up switching. Like if I end up getting right. one of these through work or something. So I was like, I'm going to hold off because I don't want to spend 30 bucks just to like get rid of this in a, in a month, less than a month, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, no extra power, nothing like that. It's just a new form factor. Oh, that's the thing I was going to remember. The, uh, the launch, uh, models are going to be getting phased out. And once the last, um, ones have sold, uh, this will be the new standard. Sure, why not? <clears throat> All right, Guitar Hero was mentioned once again. This uh-huh. this headline is so weird. Yeah. Activision hired James Corden to host employee meeting with Bobby Kodak. And Guitar Hero was mentioned during this. Nice. Yeah. So I guess there was like a town hall meeting at Activision where they just kind of talked about like the future of the company. And they they paid James Corden to come here to ask Bobby Kodak like pre-established questions for this fake interview. I don't, I don't know why you would do that. Like why get a celebrity in there to do that? I don't, uh, yeah, I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense to me at all. <laughs> um, they ba- And so the quote here is that the reemergence of Guitar Hero and other things would not be possible without the different types of resources. And they're referring to that, that Microsoft will be able to give them when the, if they get purchased. Uh, I don't see as someone, I love Guitar Hero. I love Guitar Hero. I love yeah. Rock Band. I sure. do not see Microsoft caring enough to resurrect either of those things. Um, a good example, Epic bought Rock Band. Epic has Fortnite money. We haven't mm-hmm. heard us even a rumor that they're thinking about bringing Rock Band back. Yeah. Um, so I'm. there's no way I'm getting my hopes up. Absolutely not. Even if James, James Corden is there. Nope. <laughs> um. But I just had to, but I, but theoretically, Bobby Kodak is thinking about Guitar Hero. Weird. They went on to like reference like Neuralink and stuff for some reason. The quote here, I think you'll see things like Neuralink. You'll actually be able to interact with things on a screen where there isn't a controller. Uh, this just sure. sounded like company people saying buzzwords to other yeah. people to get other people in suits excited. And James Corden was there for some reason. Yeah. Yep. Weird. Weird. Just like really weird. weird. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And then this was just kind of interesting to me. The um, Ubisoft, the Assassin's Creed team put out just like one of those, you know, those things that look like an apology tweet. This one, it wasn't an apology (laughs) tweet, but it was the same format basically. Um, 
uh, with Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out last week, they said, uh, we are proud also to share that Assassin's Creed Mirage is the biggest new gen launch in terms of unit sales to date at Ubisoft on the current gen, which that just kind of surprised me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, considering like, wasn't Valhalla and like Odyssey like fairly well received? Well, okay, Odyssey definitely was on the last console. Valhalla might have been a cross-gen game, so maybe it doesn't count as a, like, just this game, just this generation game. Maybe that's how they're kind of differentiating that. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. And then this one, which is, like, not, like, a full-fledged title, like, it's $50, it was originally DLC that they just kind of expanded on, is the best-selling one for the whole company. I'm trying to think now, actually. Do they have any other titles that are just this generation? What has even come out from Ubisoft? Oh, I get... What was the Rainbow Six zombie game? Was that just this console? That was Extraction. Extraction. Was that cross-gen, or is that just this one? Do you know? Uh, I feel like it was cross-gen. Yeah, I think it was cross-gen, but I'm not 100% on it. So maybe maybe it's in a pool of like one. <laughs> so it's like, of course, it's the hey, best it's, it's by itself. So that made it the best. They're saying in chat that yeah. one was cross gen. So was there okay. anything else? Like, is it is it both the best and worst selling one? There hasn't been a Far Cry in a couple of years. So definitely not that. Hyperscape has shut down. Riders Republic was, I, I'm assuming, cross gen. Someone saying, is Mario and Rabbids considered this gen? I mean, I, I guess it is on the mo the latest Nintendo hardware, so yeah. <laughs> but that underperformed. Like, we know that they're upset about that. Yeah. So Mario and Rabbids 2, you mean? Yeah, Mario and Rabbids 2. Oh, okay. Anyways, that was, there's, there's a weird statistic that gets weirder. Let's do some questions. If you would like to send in questions, top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. Uh, this first one comes from the phantom Aegis, and it's a quiz. So I will load it up so that it's Ooh. hidden for all of us. Mm -hmm. I'm here to challenge your Pokemon knowledge once more. Oh, fuck. You have oh, to guess God. which Pokemon I am referring to with their Pokedex number. I'll only what? do the original 151 to keep it simple and give okay. hints. Okay, you guys okay. ready? I might be okay then. Yeah, okay. Yeah. First, so there's a, there's three here and a bonus. I don't know why, what would actually... Oh, the bonus doesn't get a hint. You just have to know it based on the number. <laughs> wow. Okay. 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 Number... First one here. Number 101. The hint... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Spherical. Oh, Electrode. Yeah, it's I'm, Voltorb or Electrode. I'm going to say Voltorb. Oh, uh, what's Volt? Is Voltorb the evolution or the other no, way around? Yes. It's the uh, Electrode's the evolution. Okay. Yeah. I forgot Voltorb. So, sure. It's one of those. Electrode. Okay. Yeah. Number, second question. Number 22, hint, flying type. 22 hint flying 20, type I'm, I'm going to guess uh, this is it's 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 one of it's either pidgey or spiro or one of the evolutions it's a, that's my yeah experience. no it's pidgey's way earlier it's a spiro i think i'm pretty sure it's a spiro or firo yeah yeah okay it's one of those i think firo yeah <clears throat> question three number 126 hint fire type i'm going to guess growlith or arcanine 126. Oh, I didn't even think Magmar. of those. Magmar is the one I oh, thought of that's first, That's a good too. one. That is a good one. Because that's later in the Pokedex. Yeah, okay. It's Magmar. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Okay. And the bonus. Number, there is no hint. The number is 73. Scyther. No, Scyther's like right beside Magmar. I believe. And then so is Electabuzz. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I don't know. <laughs> Onyx. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm Onyx is really Pokemon. early. Onyx is super <laughs> yeah, early. Yeah, I know. I'm like, going to guess. So what is that? About halfway through? It's halfway through, yeah. 
I was about to say Lickitung, but I'm pretty sure Lickitung's in the hundreds. I think that one's late. Lapras comes to mind, but that's, I think, is late as well. So I'm going to guess, like, I don't know, Seal. I was really hoping for 25, because I know that's Pikachu. That's too easy, yeah. It's way too easy. I have no idea. Can you look and give us a hint? <laughs> uh, I can. Because I have okay. no idea. Um, so... I'll give you two hints. First off, I'm wrong. It is not seal. <laughs> okay. Um, Good hint. Here, Good. Here's the hint I'll down. give you. Uh, water type. Star you? Is it like Ammonite? And what's your answer, Paul? I don't know if star you or star me, like one of those. No. I don't know. It is tentacruel. Uh, okay. There's no way I would have got that. Oh, someone in the chat said tentacruel, so they were pretty close. They're close. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Dead rights. In my head, the most iconic strategy guide is the f infamous FF9 Brady Games Guide. What are everyone else's opinions on physical and digital video game guides? Is that specific guide infamous? Like, does that mean anything to you, John? It is. In it is infamous. That's why I laughed. It's infamous because it did not contain all the information in the book including numerous strategies for how to beat bosses. You had to go to their website, which no longer exists, oh. to find out how to defeat certain bosses or get certain, like, solve certain puzzles. Oh. So it was, was this, like, early a, internet, and they were trying to, like, I mean, push. like, 99, 2000, 2001, somewhere in that range. And they were just, like, pushing so they people were, they were to their website? They were definitely pushing, yeah. Yeah, okay. I think what comes to mind for me... I think I had, I may have gotten the Twilight Princess game guide before I even had, no, maybe it was just the game. I think I, I definitely had the game before I had the Wii. Mm. Nintendo Power used to put game guides for like a couple of the levels, like the early ones in their yeah. magazines. So I remember yeah. I played a couple Fire Emblems that way and it was like, oh, next month I'm going to get to play the next mission. <laughs> Because they're going to give me that guide. Those were awesome, too, for the platforming games where they would have, like, the full level printed out with, like, different oh, sure. things. Located. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I used to find all these books that covered, like, a ton of games at once. They would be, like, greatest hints for, like, Nintendo yeah. and Super Nintendo games. And you would literally, like, it would just be, like, 50 different random games for a system, like, with, like, some Game Genie codes some like yep. secret codes to unlock like debug modes or level select and then just like some advice for like certain hard bosses. Those things were so cool and I wish that was still kind of a thing you could get. But there's too many games. Yeah, now, so there's probably a TikTok channel. Yeah. That's going to tell yeah, you what the Konami code is and what it does. Oh man. Yeah, there you go. Or you could start that. That's a free content idea. I used to I used to use game facts where it was just written yeah. out in t like a text note and they would have like yeah. ASCII art at the top. How cool can you make the logo? <laughs> um, and I remember it was like I think it was Golden Sun and maybe Golden Sun 2 where I like printed it off. Yeah. So that's like hundreds <laughs> of pages and yeah. then like just put it in like a binder. But I, I think I got in trouble because I did it at school and someone was like, who's printing a 200 page document? <laughs> yeah. I definitely did the same thing, too. Same. So. Yeah. I have it right behind me in a duotang. It's uh, for Ocarina duotang. of Time from back when I played that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's Classic. Like a 90s kid thing. Only 90s kids will know. Yeah. John, do you want All to right. read this one from Linebeck? Linebeck? Yeah, Linebeck says, do you find it easier to talk about things you don't like rather than things you do like? Asking this, as I've noticed, people, especially online, seem to do the former way more. I find it way easier to talk about things I do like because then I'm, like, actually excited. Unless, unless it is something that I actually hate, like, actively mm. hate, and it upsets me, then it has the exact same amount of passion of something that I really like. I think it's easier to talk about something I don't like because I can pick apart why I don't like it more than I'm able to reflect fully on why do I find something fun. Like, I, I would rather talk about something I like 
but I find it harder generally and why I like it. Yeah, I could see that because like when when there are aspects that you don't like, they are going to stand out to you because there is friction. You are noticing it that like the aspect I can put of it noticing. in words. Well, yeah, just exactly. the fact that you're noticing it me is is you knowing like I don't like this. Right. Whereas something you do like could almost become unnoticed. And that's almost the point is like, hey, we yeah. designed this so well that you shouldn't even have to like notice something is there. And that's that's almost like. You know, I say this as like a video editor is like someone shouldn't even notice like the edits I'm making because it's almost like a thankless job. If someone didn't notice when I like zoomed in and stuff, that's good because it wasn't jarring. And like that's mm. the whole point is you're not even supposed to tell. It's just supposed to like feel right. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. So I could see stuff like that. And then there's always the thing. It's like it is it is so much harder to talk about something that you are just kind of in neutral on versus something that you have like extreme feelings uh, because th there could just be. Yeah, so little to talk about because it's not it's not standing out in any way positively or negatively. Yep. Someone in chats asked me, so is that why you talk more about Chugga than Tim? Here's the thing. <laughs> uh Emil does so much more that gets my attention versus Tim who stays quiet in the background. I like Tim, but he does not do anything that kind of like gets me worked up in a positive or negative way. He's just kind of there. And that's like his M.O. versus Emil, who intentionally constantly pushes my buttons. Suku Suku writes, getting into Smash Bros. That's the question. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Although they write that as a question. <laughs> Getting into Smash Bros? I actually Bros? read, yeah. <clears throat> nah. What Smash Bros IP would you want to see get an official Lego set? With Animal Crossing announced, the possibilities are endless. To note, Mario, DK, Yoshi, Sonic, Pac-Man, and Minecraft have sets already. <clears throat> and I guess Animal Crossing is about to get a set. Yep. Oh. Um, Mega Man. I would love, like, a cool Mega Man set. Mega Man would be great. What would that be? Are you building like the the bosses? It's like a big figure. Honestly, I would just love Mega Man's like head. Like you know how you can get the ones that are like Darth oh, Vader's okay. helmet or whatever. I would love just sure. like his helmet or like <clears throat> Proto Man's helmet and just like have a series of them or something. I feel like they need to have something that's not like too realistic because then it's gonna it's gonna be kind of hard to translate. But it also yeah. needs something like. Something cool worth because I think of like, OK, Fire Emblem. What would that be? Some ruins like, no, nah, I'll pass Dude with sword. And I, and I don't want like anime guy head. <laughs> you know? Right. So it's like, I don't think Fire Emblem would be good at all. Pokemon, you could do some recreations of the actual Pokemon, but like yeah. they've already kind of got yep. a Mega Blocks or something like that. That's kind of like that. They do. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those for sure. Ooh, I like Mikey's suggestion of Lego build of Samus's ship from Metroid. That'd be cool. Yeah, ships, I yeah. think. Yeah, you could almost pull that for any kind of vehicle or ship from like anything. So you could do F-Zero easily. F-Zero, Blue Falcon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, easy. Cool. That's an easy one. I would love Kraid. A giant Kraid in Lego would be sick. Okay. I could even see like Samus because she's yep. pretty geometric with her suit. Yep. Yeah. So that, that would be a pretty easy one because, yeah, you don't want it to be too realistic because then it's just like, here's a bad looking normal person. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, it's almost like, you know, like I don't think Kid Icarus would work because it's too, too much mm. or like organic. I guess you could do an eggplant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, yeah, Fire Emblem is the same thing as it's just like old timey people. They need they need some kind of, they need some like machines or something to, to lend themselves to it or some buildings or locations. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Raster Man writes, what's your least favorite thing you've watched this year? And by that. I mean, a TV series, movie, video, anime, whatever so far you can recall that's being the worst thing you've subjected your eyes to experience. Doesn't have to be released this year necessarily. Uh, hmm. I watched a movie called The Sadness. And as somebody who likes kind of fucked up horror movies, that movie is complete trash. It's shock garbage that I don't know why people on the Internet think it's good. 
It's garbage. It's absolute fucking trash. So. Yeah, stay clear of that. Yep. You should just stay clear of that anyways. Like, maybe I'll say if you like, you're like, oh, maybe I'll watch it. There's, I got to give you huge trigger warnings. That thing is fucked. Like, there are really <laughs> bad things that happen in it. So okay. don't, if you're squeamish at all, don't ever look at that thing up. Just be warned. I don't know, maybe like Black Adam. Was I mean, Sonic that's 2 this thing, year? That's okay. I don't remember. I feel like it was. Was that last year? Black Adam was last year. Sonic 2 was no, last year. No, Black Adam was this year. Sonic oh. Sonic 2 was last year. Okay. Last Sonic 2 year. was last year. Okay, sorry, yeah. Was Avatar 2 this year? I think that was last year, yes. December, wasn't it? December. Oh, you're right. It was right before Christmas. Okay. It was late in the year, yeah. This is an interesting question because off air, I think last week, Sean and I were saying, like, there's been so many great things to watch this year. So I'm watching a lot of good stuff right now. Yeah, I haven't. It's hard. Like, I don't, I don't typically bad. watch or try to watch bad things. Oh, wait, hang on. I, I can't think of one. What was the name of that movie that Chris Evans is in? Got to IMDb this real quick. Mm hmm. Ghosted. That came out this year. That movie with um, Anna Dermas. I think it's an Apple TV movie. Maybe that is yeah, terrible. So. That is that movie sucks. That's the worst. Not thing worth seeing, huh? Easily. No, absolutely not. All right. If that's it. Then that mm -hmm. does it for questions. If you would like to send a question for next week, top down perspective at gmail.com at TDB podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What is your game of the week? Shares Revenge DLC. I mean, last time I'm going to get to say Baldur's Gate three. I can't say. <laughs> That's fair. Yes. Um, <laughs> Maybe next week I can say what my game of the week has been for a bit. I mean, if people listen to last week, they should know. Just theoretically. I didn't say anything. What, what are you trying to say? I didn't say yeah, anything. Yeah, you said nothing last I week. I have said nothing. About. What so. I'm saying is that if you want to know, go to Sean's Twitter and look at a screenshot posted recently. I, I posted a title screen of a video game. In yeah. separate news, I'm not telling you what my game of the week is. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> Completely different. Yep. Um... Anyways, that'll do it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. See ya. Bye, everybody.